This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, we chat and share the story of Dan Joyce, the mechanic from New Brunswick, who had a chance to sing the Canadian National Anthem for the Calgary Flames. It's a story of how a radio prank in the early 90s inspired him to start singing, and he sings while he fixes cars. After a recent battle with esophageal cancer, he was flown in by the Calgary Flames to sing the anthem this past weekend. Ryan Lundahl took the weekend off to nurse his hangover and celebrate his birthday, and Brendan Clack filled in on In Case You Missed It. He talks about the new season of Stranger Things, and Big Bird getting the COVID vaccine. His wing was sore. And are you okay with indoor plumbing? What about people who have the same name? It's a fun story from football of two people on opposing teams that have the same name. The announcers do a good job with it. This is the Shift Podcast. Are you okay? Are you okay with indoor plumbing? BK, are you a fan? Well, yeah, when it works, I mean, it's it's essential. Um, I, like, I don't like going to campsites and stuff that, you know, don't have the indoor plumbing, you know. Mm. That's the one element of glamping that I think I need is indoor plumbing. Yes. And Yeah. At least at nighttime, right? Like, when you wake up from your, you're finally cozy in your sleeping bag or your bed, and it's the middle of the night, and you're like, ah, nuts, I should have gone before, right? That's where the toilet in the trailer or whatever is the handiest. Yes, 100%. And indoor plumbing really has saved civilization and sort of, you know, spawned us into the technological world that we are today, hasn't it? Well, it has, really, and the uh, and the fact that we track our poop for COVID. So, you nice. know, why yeah. wouldn't you? Smart toilets. Yeah. Smart toilets. Okay, plumbers are unsung heroes. Sometimes we take for granted that we can use a toilet to quickly relieve ourselves. I would like to acknowledge my friend Maddie, who is a plumber and who has seen all the things. He's seen all the things, but he still loves his job and he likes to get it done. So salute to Maddie and all the plumbers out there who saved the day. So I'm assuming you don't remember being in diapers because it was probably a little while ago. Maybe you still wear them today. That's cool if that's a thing for you. That's another technology, actually, that's changed a bunch, right? The adult diapers, for those who are incontinent, like, seriously, let's not make jokes about it. For seriously, for those who, you know, the sneeze and pee club, as my mom jokes about it, um, the uh, if that, you know, that's a thing. I mean, that whole world has changed and given people their lives back. But if you had to sit in the diapers for a long period of time because you had no choice, right? That could be filthy, especially, say, if you were far away from home and you didn't have a lot of opportunities to change it. Well, one group has to relive the diaper experience. It's a bit of a surprise. It's not normal for them. Here's news from NBC about this group. And a group of astronauts on the International Space Station is in for what we're just going to call an interesting ride home. The SpaceX capsule that is set to bring them back to Earth has a broken toilet. That means the four astronauts will be coming home in diapers. True story. They say it's just one more little thing on the long list of challenges that spaceflight can bring. So they say they're not too worried about it. By the way, their journey home is scheduled for tomorrow afternoon and could take up to 20 hours. Oh, no. Yeah, 20 hours. Like, I don't think they have enough to change every hour if they need to, right? Like, I'm pretty sure they're still holding it in, just in case. Yeah. I don't think I would uh, do well in space. Me neither. Is this the sequel to 127 Hours, but just less? It seems like it, right? Yeah. Um, 
they found the uh, they found the leak. The NASA astronauts found this leak by finding pools of urine in their SpaceX capsule. Oh, uh, just so you know, um, they're not calling them diapers. Uh, they're going with a classier term, absorbent undergarments. Okay, yeah, which definitely feels yeah, more science in the language. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's all in how you say it. That being said, um, yeah, I, that's that's not like does that does that soil your memory of the trip to space? <laughs> no, I'd be a little PO'd about the whole thing. Oh, thanks, ladies and gentlemen. We're here all night this week. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay with marathons? Uh, I've been trying to run a full marathon forever. I've started the training process, oh, I think about four times now. The last time I was doing pretty good, and then this little thing called COVID canceled the marathon. That one really, yeah, that one really stung because I felt like I was. Committed, yeah, I felt like I was. Kept training. Well, that's true, but I don't want to just run the distance without no. you know the accolades of the. Oh, you want people to celebrate? Yeah, you. the cheering crowds, and then my little name, and the announcer going, "Coming across is next to cross the finish line, number one four two five, color. Uh, my favorite was the time uh, I ran a half marathon, and um, my friend actually signed up for it. Claire is her name, and uh, she uh, couldn't run it, um, so they wouldn't actually give her a refund. So she just gave me her her bib, and the announcer was like, "Now coming across the line is Claire," and it was me, obviously. Oh, nice! And I placed. I placed in like the top ten in uh, the female thirty to thirty-five category. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, man. You know what's really cool? This is the first time in a year that you've ever talked about a friend on the shift. That's cool. (laughs) They do exist. You were impersonating this friend, which is even funnier. They do exist. Uh, They're few and far between, but they do exist. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Person. Okay. Brennan Clack used to run cross-country races, too. But one day, in grade nine, he decided to take a stand. In four years of high school, I would never race anyone again. Not even to the end of the block or to catch a bus. And so the legend grew. Everyone wanted me to race. They begged me. The track coach called my parents, pleading, telling them that it was a sin for me to waste my God-given talent. But I answered him in the same way I answered everyone. I choose not to run. (laughs) That was me. That was actually me saying the speech. It wasn't Jerry Seinfeld. It was me. You sound just like him, which is pretty fantastic. Yeah, Text message from Dwayne says, "How about a movie marathon? I could, uh, I could probably do that." I don't know. We, I think we even struggle uh, with the uh, if the AV club is any, uh, you know, any evidence. I think we even struggle with the movie marathon. Wow, isn't that right? Holy yeah. moly! Which, by the way, the shift AV club since it's come up um, is Saving Private Ryan, and it is two hours and forty five minutes long. That's another long one. It's Apparently, we like long movies. Yeah. Wednesday, we'll be talking about it. I've already watched it because I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. Dozens of times I've watched that show. Anyway, here we are. Uh, plenty of people back to marathons. P- plenty of people not named Clack. Oh, boy. Plenty Whoa. of people not named Clack still run often into adulthood on purpose. And some actually participate in the real marathons as themselves, not as Claire. Uh, Deirdre. Yeah. 
Deirdre Keene has completed 34 marathons and is sharing only now a story of her favorite marathon, 2014 Philadelphia. She could have used those diapers the astronauts had to wear in the previous story. Keene had to make nine porta potty stops and wow. still somehow achieve her personal record. Wow. Yeah. I mean, some people just run it out, right? They just yeah. let it go, man, run right through it. Yeah. If it's not um, too bad, you can actually, you can do that. I think you sweat out a lot and I think it's okay. But I mean, yeah. If it's bad, that's why I, I don't know, it's tough. You see some people, man, they soil themselves and they just keep going. Like, yeah, it's amazing. She ran 17 miles and sprinted from porta potty to porta potty. It says the reality that I may be about to poop myself set in. Ugh. It's unknown whether she ate Mexican food or beans, um, but strategy paid off. How do you do that and still get your personal best? Like, that's how fast you ran. Yeah, I find that uh, I found I've heard the story a bunch of times in adversity. People tend to. You know, like when they're facing these adverse situations in these marathons, people tend to actually pull through and run faster than they normally would. I know I've even had situations like that, too, where I've had, like, shoes incorrectly fitting and my feet are bleeding. And then I look at the time at the end and it's like, oh, you know what? I actually did pretty good. I ran through the pain. Well, it turns out when you clench, you can run faster, I suppose. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So are you okay? Are you okay with people who have the same name as you? Like, full name. Now, in Northern Ireland, when I was there as a child, Brendan Kelly... No, I didn't work there. This is 1998. Went and visited relatives. Brendan Kelly is actually a very common name. Um, It's almost like the John Smith of Northern Ireland. So I did come across a lot of Brendan Kellys there. I guess there'd be a lot of Kellys. Yeah. I never did come, I've never really come across many Brendan Kellys here in North America. Mm. I don't think I have any. Um, It's actually pretty rare to get even a Brendan. My name is usually pretty unique in whatever group that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, I mean, I've only met a couple of Shane Hewitts, right? Um, on here, there's not a lot of Hewitts. Uh, that's for sure. Anyway, well, on Sunday in the National Football League, quarterback Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills ran into a lot of trouble versus def- defensive end Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the exact same name. Allen hit from behind, and there it is, a sack for Josh Allen against Josh Allen. Bills trying to pick it up. They can't. Allen throws, intercepted. It's Josh Allen intercepting Josh Allen. The Jaguars come away with it. All indications were that Josh Allen was down, and now the other Josh Allen has the football. See, that's beautiful. (laughs) Poor announcer. It's poetic. It is. That's fun, Mike. That's fun to watch. I think he added it really, really well. So defensive Josh Allen got a sack, forced a fumble, and grabbed an interception all from the quarterback, Josh Allen, just to make it fun. (sighs) That's funny. Have you ever seen Gemini Man? No, I haven't seen Gemini Man. Have you seen that movie? Tell me about the movie. I haven't seen the movie, but it's about Will Smith fighting Will Smith. And it came out maybe two years Ooh, ago. It's... I might have seen that. Yeah, it's not the best movie, but it but it was entertaining. It was directed by Ang Lee, so he did Life of Pi and Brokeback uh-huh. Mountain. And yeah, it's Will Smith fighting Will Smith. This is Josh Allen fighting Josh Allen. Yeah, very cool. I think I remember that movie now, actually, because doesn't, yeah, that's like a, a time thing, right? Where he starts to fight himself in that story. Yeah. 
Cool stuff. All right. So that's cool. That's a fun story right there for uh, Are You Okay? Okay, let's get one more Are You Okay? before you're done here. Hit the bed, my friend. Are you okay with foxes? I, I don't know. I always feel like they're up to something. They're sly, you know? Sly foxes. <laughs> Swiper was a fox and not trustable. It's no swiping. Right? I don't know. I kind of feel like we got to do this since we're there. If we're going to talk about it, we might as yeah. well start with uh, some Sly Fox then, right? Yeah, this is a DJ BK okay. staple. Is it really? Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. He's playing this on vinyl, man, when we played the 12 inch. I was at like Branley's and Red Deer. We used to play this. It sounded so fantastic in that place. Oh, it was good. All right, a man in Peru brought a new puppy home to share with his family. The new puppy's name was Run Run. Now, Run Run initially played well with the other dogs, but as it got older, it grew a taste for killing ducks and chickens. It's not really normal dog behavior. Turns out the puppy is actually an uh, Andean fox. Run Run ran away from home a few days ago, and officials of the State of National Forest and Wild Service are now looking for Run Run. So, is this the same song? Yeah. Is this a song you put in? Yeah. Is yeah. It? I love it. Yeah. See, look at that. Great minds. I love this. What a good story. There was, I saw another uh, Instagram reel today of a guy who came home. And you know when you come home and you, you call your dog and your dog comes running out. And so they're so incredibly excited to see you. This guy did that, except it was a, a raccoon. Or as, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as we used to call them, hear them on the shift. We, the trash pandas, but that was his pet. He would come home, and it was the, it was the trash panda that was uh, that he called, and his trash panda came running to him. I don't know, strange pets, perhaps. I see. As I consider, should I get a dog? Should I not get a dog? I'm not going to get a fox, and I'm going to stay away from trash pandas as pets. By the way. This is the Shift Podcast. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. I don't know if you saw it on the TV this weekend. It was on Hockey Night in Canada. There was a very special singer at the Flames game, and I realize not everybody across Canada watches the Flames on Hockey Night in Canada. I'm a Flames fan, and there was a very special event that happened for O Canada on the weekend this weekend. There was a gentleman who sang the national anthem. This is a guy who flew all the way across the country to get here, and um, and he sang the national anthem, then went home again. There's a story to it. His name is Dan Joyce, and he joins us now here on The Shift. Dan, how are you? Wonderful, wonderful. So you've already made your way back to the East Coast, have you? Yes, I got home last night at midnight. Wow, amazing. Um, yeah. You flew all the way across the country. Tell us about this little dream you had that you wanted to do that, that came to life on, on the weekend this weekend. Well, it started quite a few years ago. Uh, I'm actually, I'm a mechanic and I run my own garage and I have for the last 44 years, but I like to sing while I'm working. And when I'm working on cars, I'm usually pretty happy because I really enjoy working on cars. So I sing along to different tunes and, uh, it, it's, it got to the point where people start to ask me to sing in the church choir, which I 
did join, and then they started to ask me to sing at a wedding and, and sing at funerals and then sing at fundraisers, and I started doing all that, and I really enjoyed it. I still enjoy my mechanic work, but I still like to sing, too, at night. It's a whole different world for me. And uh, one of my friends had called into a radio talk show here locally in St. John, and uh, what they do is they kind of prank you a bit, and uh, they told me that they were the St. John Flames calling, and that was the AHL team for the uh, Flames in Calgary. And uh, they said, we'd like you to sing the national anthem. Do you know the anthem? I said, certainly I know the anthem. He said, well, sing me a couple of lines, which I did do. And then he said, how about the American anthem? I said, yeah, I know that. Sing me a couple of lines of that. And I did. He said, how about, do you know the Canadian anthem in French? Because we are a bilingual province. And I said, certainly I know it in French. He said, well, sing me a line in French. And I did it while I was working on a car, by the way. And uh, (laughs) then after all the banging and crashing and the singing, he said, well, you've just been pranked. And, uh, I hope you know everybody's listening to this, Dan. And uh, it was it was quite a big joke. But of course, I happened to mention that you know what you may get a laugh now, but I'm going to get the last laugh. I said something good is going to happen out of this. And of course, it was a big thing around town, and, and everybody did tease me about it. And the more they teased me, the better I like it, of course. But uh, sure enough, about a week and a half later, the St. John Flames did call and said, we'd like you to do the anthem here at the Flames game some night. And I said, listen, you got me once, you're not going to get me again. And I'm only three minutes away from the rink. I said, I'll drive down there right now. If you're standing on those steps and you you tell me that you're the guy, I'll go for it. He said, come on down. So I drove right down, and sure enough, the guy was on the stairs. And uh, we worked it out that I was going to do a Wednesday night game. And, uh, of course, we had the biggest snowstorm of the year on that Wednesday night. But I went anyways. And so did everybody else, and all my customers went. The rink was packed, and I did the anthem, and it went over very well, and I got to do the anthem many more times after that. And, and then it turned into I was doing, like, the Timbits hockey and the, the Adams and the Midgets, and, it, it, and my son was playing hockey, so I started doing his games, and, and it just kind of snowballed from there, so I'm doing hockey games everywhere. And uh, so I, I always joked that I'm the guy that's been in, like, thousands of hockey games and i've never been hit once i've never been in a fight and i've never scored a goal but i'm on the game sheet every time but i always wanted to do an nhl game and uh and it just so happened that uh, i kind of ran into a little bit of a health issue yeah tell us about the uh, health snag that you you've overcome too well i was diagnosed with uh cancer of the esophagus and uh, I was a pretty big boy, and uh, I was well, I always me. felt good and strong. But now you're. It, uh, I want you to tell me about that because you, um, you know, now you've gone from mechanic, you've taken on this love affair of singing, and all of a sudden you get cancer in your esophagus. That hits you more way than one because not only could it, you know, make you not able to work, but it also could take away your favorite hobby. So that must have been impactful for you. That's uh, that's the biggest concern because I do love to sing, and, and I do a lot of it. Uh, around town here, local stuff, and have fun with it. And I have a friend of mine that plays a keyboard, and he makes these little videos, and I've put a few little videos out there that, that I've made, and, and it's got lots of hits. And some of them have got like seventy and 80,000 hits, and I'm thinking, hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty cool, you know, and the people love it. But I was concerned about my voice. I said, oh, I don't think this is going to work so well. But anyways, nobody knows for sure. They said, you know, you have to do your chemo, and you have to do your radiation, and then you're going to have a pretty major surgery and they're going to take the esophagus right out. And, and what they do is bring your stomach up and connect it in and, and 
that's your new esophagus, and we'll see how things go from there. So I, uh, my son, who uh, is, is pretty savvy on the uh, emails and the texts and stuff, uh, he decided on his own to write a letter to the Calgary Flames, or a uh, uh, tax, I should say, and sent them off a text. And they, in fact, uh, got the text that morning, and they contacted him like two hours later and said, we would love to do something like this. We're going to have the uh, Cancer Awareness Night. Our game is whatever date it was, and uh, we'd love to have your father do it if he's well enough to do it. But, uh, of course, with the pandemic, there was no fans in the, in the arena, and you couldn't really do it there, but he said you could do it virtually. So I, uh, I contacted uh, Harbor Station, which is our rink here now, and, uh, and now the TD station, uh, and I said, you know, could I go down on the ice service and, and record this, you know, with a couple of people, and uh, so I could send it off to Calgary, and they said, uh, you pick the time, whatever time is good for you, we're, we're available. We'll make it available for you. So they had all the lights on and a new fresh skin on the ice. It was nice and shiny and now you're cleaned up. And, and, uh, the first day I was going to do it, I just, I, I just had too much radiation to make that day. I just couldn't make it. I just didn't have enough energy. So they waited for another week or so. And I did go down in fact and recorded it and sent it off to the flames and the flames, they just went over and above all and, and they did a great job and uh, they played it on that game for the cancer awareness night. And uh, of course the city was buzzing. Uh, they're so supportive here in St. John of me and, and uh, it went over really, really well. And uh, so my son did all the work and, uh, and my wife had been looking after the gas station for the last uh, four months because I hadn't been working at all. I, I couldn't really work anymore then, but uh so they took care of all the work, and I stood there for two minutes and uh, got all the glory for it, which is the way it works in life, I guess. But uh, anyways, I got through that part of it. And, uh, and I, of course, George Canyon called me. He has a contract to do the anthem there at the Flames game, and really great guy, and nice guy to talk to, and he congratulated me and said, you know, listen, next year, he said, uh, when the fans are back in the stands and you're feeling better, we'd love to have you come out and, uh, and do it live right here at the Saddle Dome. I said, you don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> if things are going good, I'd definitely do it. Well, lo and behold, the Flames contacted me uh, a couple of weeks ago and said, listen, the Cancer Awareness Night is this Thursday night coming up, and we'd like to have you there. And I said, I'll be there. So Air Canada kicked in, and they, they sent myself and my wife and my son and my daughter all out. They took care of all the plane fares for us, and then the Flames took care of hotels and meals. and They, they just went over and above all. And... Uh, it was one incredible experience, and uh, I felt good. And George Canyon was there doing the American anthem, and I did the Canadian anthem. But great guy to talk to. He's giving me pointers, and he's he's telling me, you know, don't worry about it. I'm going to be right here if there's a problem, you know, that type of thing. I didn't have, and of course, I'm one of these guys. I don't worry about anything. I just go do what I do and uh, and enjoy everything I do. But uh, I don't get nervous, and I, I don't get worked up. I get excited. But I have to say, those Calgarian people are so unbelievable. When I, I was down in that little pit waiting to come out, I mean, I think the rink holds about 18,300 people. And I didn't see an empty seat anywhere. It was packed to the rafters. And uh, I, I told them I didn't want any music with it. I just like to do it a cappella and I want to do it properly. And they said, no problem. You can do it the way you want. And uh, when I stepped on the ice, the the roar and the applause and they were screaming my name. I, 
it's a feeling that you just, it's a once in a lifetime thing. And uh, I couldn't believe it. It was so great. And the acoustics were good in there. And when I started to sing, everything, it was just silent. And you could hear a pin drop, except for me singing. And when I finished, I thought they were going to take the roof off the place. That they, they just made you feel so good. And I thought, wow, we, that's pretty nice for these people to, to put on a, a big do like that for me. And I mean, I, I went up and met so all cool. the owners of the Flames. And, you know, they had a, a really nice reception for us. Uh, it couldn't have gone better. It was just a, a great experience. And, of course, my uh, family had a great experience. Yeah. I mean, this is so cool. Uh, Dan Joyce sang the Flames national anthem uh, this past weekend. I can, I will concur on your George Canyon conversation. Um, uh, George and I communicate every now and then. He's been a guest here on The Shift, too, which is fantastic. No, really. um, yeah, so he's a friend of The Shift. And I got to tell you, man, it's such a great story. I love to hear it in your own words. That's fantastic, yeah. too. I I would like to switch the gear, excuse the pun, yeah. um, because you're a mechanic and because we have so many car fans that listen to this show, I do have to ask you, what's your favorite car to work on or to uh, or to have as a mechanic? You got to give us the professional advice here. Oh, those are, there's a lot of good cars out there, to be honest with you. And as much as I don't really want to admit it, I'm kind of a cheap guy. So whatever's <laughs> the best deal is the car that I like the best. But, I love uh, it. You know, I, I can't uh, I can't deny that I, I am a cheap guy, but I've always been a GM man. I, I really like them, but right now I'm driving a Dodge Halfton because it was a good deal, and actually the truck a good was deal. beautiful. So, so uh, <laughs> because it's a good deal, it makes it work even better. But you know, there's, there's so many good cars out there, but uh, it's a that's a tough question to answer right off the cuff like that. Yeah, well, but, you know, uh, that, what what would I be my, on no, the radio if, if I? We're talking my old days when I was a young yeah. buck. Oh yep. man, I had a '70 Chevelle with a 302Z engine, and nobody could catch me in that car, and it was just the best. You know, there was it. no doubt about that. I enjoyed that, but it's uh, yeah, I really enjoy working on the cars, and I still do today. And uh, yep. you know, I'm going to work tomorrow morning. I'm I'm happy to be getting up and going to work tomorrow morning, and uh, I like getting my hands dirty. That's the other problem I have is. I like to give them the thumbs up, but I, I looked at it and I went, oh, geez, I shouldn't have given them the thumbs up tonight because I couldn't get all the grease off my thumbs and they were kind of black looking. <laughs> but I gave the thumbs up and I was, oh, that was a super mistake I made on that one. But, oh, that's oh, fun. That, oh, that's it, neat. It was, just, it was just great. I mean, it, oh, I had so, so much good. fun. and We traveled around Gary and I took my wife and son and daughter out to Banff and we get to see that. You know, so we've seen some things, and, but I just can't give enough credit to... Like I said, number one Air Canada for getting us there, and of course for the flame for actually inviting me there to do it, and George Canyon stepping aside and let me go in there and do it, and coaching me and that type of thing. Because the fellow that was looking after, I kind of laughed. I kind of do things my own way, and it seems to always work out pretty well for me. But he said, you know, he always called me Mister Joyce, and I said, my name's Dan, but he called me Mister Joyce. He said. Uh, you know, there's a time delay there, you know, from the time you speak and the mic. And he said, we're going to get the earbuds and we're going to try and cut that back for you. So you don't have too much of that. And I said, you don't have to do any of that for me. You just give me a microphone that's nice and loud. That's all I want. No earbuds, no nothing, no music. I just want nice. to go out and do it the proper way. And it, it couldn't have gone better. It just worked out great for me. But uh, George had a good laugh at that. He said, I can't believe you're going to just do it like that. I said, yeah, that's the way I do things. Just kind of raw. But it, it always works out well, and it was just 
such an enjoyable time, and it's a, something I'll never forget. That's for sure. And yeah, uh, so. I love it. Well, I'm going to wish you the best with your health and your recovery as things continue. I know that, uh, you know, it's something that you have to watch now, but everything is looking yeah, good, you know, which is good news. And yeah, uh, congratulations on, on your hard work. And 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 uh, thank you for sharing a little piece of your life with us on the TV broadcast and for here with us on the radio, too. I love to hear it. And um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty inspiring, Dan. You've inspired a country. Well, that's great. And listen, you have a great night. And thanks to all the people out in Calgary. Thanks, Dan. All right. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. This is the Shift Podcast. In case you missed it on the radio, here's Clack. It just apparently doesn't like moisture. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember that at all. I know, it was the last time you filled in a while ago, I made it. So it must have had some meaning. <laughs> Apparently you don't like moisture. <laughs> Apparently you don't like moisture. All right, buddy, it's yours. Take it away with in case you missed it. Well, in case you missed it, I don't like moisture. Uh, you know what? We're going to start off with a show that I really love. I love Stranger Things. It's it's one of the best shows on television, really, in my opinion. I mean, the acting's great. The, the nostalgia factor. I love that it's always got that '80s feel. Uh, you know, the, the the mall scenario in season three was awesome, where it's like the old '80s mall scene, and uh, character Steve in the show is wearing like an ice cream outfit, like one of the old sailor outfits from an ice cream store. Uh, I, I love a lot of the the acting. It's top notch. David Harbor is in Stranger Things. He's excellent in it. The kids. In Stranger Things, because Stranger Things is a show with a lot of kids as the main characters. Mm. The kids are awesome. It, it's it's got a really intriguing story to it, and I also think Millie Bobby Brown is one of the the main actresses. She plays a, a character called Eleven. Uh, she reminds me of Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, when she was in Leon the Professional and growing up as a young actress, they remind me of pretty much each other in the same way. And the fourth season of the show is coming out soon. The trailer has been released, and it appears that it'll be set in sunny California. I am ready for spring break. <laughs> Mostly because I get to see you. We will have the best spring break ever. So I'm not going to spoil anything. (laughs) Yeah. What could go wrong? (laughs) I mean, it's, it's probably not going to be the best spring break ever uh, based on the, the spirally uh oh noises that came at the end of that. But, you know, I'm not going to spoil a lot, but the show's got a lot of creatures from another dimension. It's got kids on bikes. There's coming of age moments. Winona Ryder says, will a lot because will is her is uh, will is the son of Winona Ryder in the show. And in that teaser, the character Eleven sounds very excited about spring break. But yeah, it doesn't look too good. There's some gunfights in the trailer, a creepy doll. There's two men in suits in an underground base. There's explosions. And, and worst of all, school bullying. That's probably the worst thing you see in the trailer of all. The new season arrives on Netflix in summer of 2022. And I will probably binge watch it in one night and then patiently wait another two years for the next season. Like everyone does on Netflix now. They we waste through a whole season. You go, oh no, it's it. Yep. 
I've done that so many times and recently yeah. too, right? Like you get really excited about the show and then you're like watch it all the way through and then it's done. Yeah, I know. Gone are the days when it used to be like a 24-episode season spread over eight months. Although I did watch Nine Perfect Strangers on Prime, which they released episode after episode, week after week. And I, I remember saying to Melanie, because we watched it, I was like, what is with this old school? Why do I have to wait a week before I can see the next episode? This sucks. <laughs> I mean, I, I binge watched Lost. I watched Lost just straight up, and I couldn't believe people actually watched that show and didn't know what was going to happen. That, that to me, blew my mind. So uh, speaking of TV, there's another TV show that's been on forever, and there's no way that you could binge watch it in a million years because it's Sesame Street. There's so many seasons of Sesame Street, so many episodes, that if you did see every episode of that show, I would commend you and bow down to you for that kind of commitment. And one of the characters from the show is Big Bird. We love Big Bird. Uh, Big Bird got the COVID-19 vaccine. In a tweet, Big Bird stated, I got the vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really know how Big Bird got the vaccine, but, but good on Big Bird. Uh, interestingly enough, we actually did find a clip from an episode of Sesame Street in 1972 where Big Bird first discovered vaccines. Something's going on down at the store. It's, I wonder what's... It's kind of funny. I mean, it's strange. I mean, there's, well, there's all kinds of people, and they're all in a line, and they don't look like they're buying candy. And there's a sign that says... Don't wait. Vaccinate. And there goes a boy with a balloon coming out of the store. Hey, what's going on here? And you can kind of hear in that clip, uh, like the the difference in Big Bird's voice. Like, because as as Big Bird's puppeteer got older, the voice changed a little bit, and it it sounds like it sounds like a younger voice. And I kind of I watched that clip. I was. I was kind of amazed. I was like, oh, wow, that's from 1972. We were still talking about vaccinations uh, way back then, but for me, way back then. But I also kind of thought, can birds get COVID-19? Like, I looked it up, and the CDC says at this time they have no evidence that birds can spread it. So then I went, wait, is a bat a bird? Well, no, a bat is a mammal. And that kind of led me on a rabbit hole through a bunch of things, and and that's yeah, how the internet find works now. A lot now. of crazy stories yeah. about bats and how it's like yeah. bats are not <laughs> yeah. a thing, and oh my god, what a what a rabbit hole that is! Yeah. Holy, I'm kind of surprised that Twitter didn't put a little notification under Big Bird's tweet saying that, like, you know, the FDA hasn't approved COVID nineteen vaccines for birds. Birds. <laughs> Although I, um, in all fairness, I mean, he is a bird, so it seems to me that. I'm a little surprised he doesn't tweet more often. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. hey, 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 we're here all week, right? Well, I'm not, right? But you guys are. <laughs> <You're tonight>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true though. But it's good. It's good to set by example. Boy, have they torn him up though. Like Sesame Street's getting torn up by the anti-vax people for promoting it through the bird. Big Bird is getting some hate, and it's not the first time Sesame Street's had hate. There's been a lot of controversy in the past about adding this character in or or tackling this issue. But that's why I respect the show. Is that it's it's aimed to kids and they always go hey we're going to talk about aids today we're going to talk about vaccines today well, we're, we're going to talk Black about Lives matter it's been a big they did a good one on they did a lot of good yeah. things on that yeah they tackle adult issues and they break it down so kids can understand it better i i respect that show so much uh, so i mean you know good on big bird 
And speaking of animals, kind of, this is like the best transition I could do was an animal transition. Did you like <laughs> Black Panther? Now, I thought Black Panther was good, but I didn't think it was Best Picture nominee good, but it got one. And I personally like the soundtrack the most, I think. Here's a here's a, a song from that movie. It's called All the Stars. It's by SZA and Kendrick Lamar. That's what the kids call a banger. Uh, and, and by oh, kids, fire. I mean myself. It was fire. Uh, I, I'd like to see it on the mixtape soon. But, it was a mood. You know, unfortunately, it was a, <laughs> it was a mood. Uh, unfortunately, though, you know, the star of the movie, Chadwick Boseman, passed away. It was very sudden. I actually remember I was at a, uh, a taco Mexican place that's in a town called Twin Butte. And it's in between... Waterton and uh, uh, what's the other town? I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Anyway, great place. But that's when I heard about Bo Chadwick passing away. And it, it, it was really sad to hear about. It did not stop Disney from making another sequel, though. And that sequel's hit a bit of a roadblock. So Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That's what the title is of the second Black Panther movie. The production is temporarily shut down because the star of the movie, Letitia Wright, suffered an injury in August and has not been able to recover. And now they're out of scenes where they can shoot it without her. But it was very interesting. Every article I saw said she was the star. And I kept thinking, hmm, she's the star. There's a lot of speculation about is Black Panther getting replaced? Is Black Panther going to have a spiritual successor? How are they going to tackle this in a way that's really respectful to the character and to Chadwick Boseman as well? And now I'm curious, is Letitia Wright's character in from the movie going to be the main character of the show? Will we have a female Black Panther? That's what I'm definitely curious to see. And that's how I from this story, I kind of landed on that. Like that's they must Mm -hmm. be thinking about that. There was a lot of backlash about female Bond. Mm -hmm. People didn't want to see that. And I thought I thought the new movie, by the way, tackles it really well. So you should go see it. I have something for you on this. Can you uh, can you go to our Zoom chat, by the way? I want you to click on that. So I've got a friend, and I mentioned him earlier in the shift, Brandon Alexander, and he looks like Chadwick Boseman. Um, and so he's... Oh, my a, God, yeah. Wow. Doesn't he? So the second link I sent you is when he went to the Road to Wakanda. There was a, there was a, a celebration of Black Panther that was done recently in California where they did replays of the shows and everything else, and everyone dressed up in costumes. So that costume he was given was from the the shop that um, set up Chadwick Boseman originally um, because they saw how much he looked alike. So if you take a look at that, how's that? Does that look like him, do you think? That looks very, very similar to him. I mean, he's got the beard right, the hair is right. I think the eyes are even pretty much dead on. That's a, a That is, you could have him as a stunt double and it would make all the sense in the world. Like you wouldn't notice the difference. Well, he's an actor, so you never know. It's his thing. Anyway, that's my buddy Brandon right there. So there you go. So if you're a fan of Black Panther, then then that's a thing that they're uh, that that they're doing. So cool stuff, man. I like this. Did you watch um Black Widow, the Scarjo? I have not seen Black Widow yet. 
That's good. I, it's I, on my list. I'm not, I'm not like a I'm not a superhero movie guy thing. And uh but that to me, like that was a fantastic movie. I absolutely loved it. So check it out. That's my only offering I have when it comes to these movies. <laughs> Did you see Shane Chi? Oh, dude, I just assume I haven't. <laughs> for all okay. of them. Okay. <laughs> Shane Chi, Shane Chi is actually a really I like that movie a lot. Uh it it, I because the one thing that Marvel always got as a as a thing was oh you're not diverse enough and and I think they've now done a good job of trying to branch out into other characters and having a, an Asian superhero that was awesome to see and they did the martial arts really well like hmm. that that movie was top notch. Thanks for listening to the Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.